Warning, the information on this podcast is meant to be absorbed without distraction or multitasking. In other words, disengage. Thank you for listening. The Dark Liquor Experiments. Abraxas. What's the next move? Abraxas was always thinking, what's the next move? He hated the cold, but being a veteran moved like a seasoned dog of war, with speed, stealth, and focus, pacing his strides with his head askew, favoring his one good eye. That was the way to persevere. Bleached white by nature, Abraxas had no color in his Doberman DNA. He was the first page of an old book, White. Saratoga, two steps back and to the left, was out of breath trying to keep up. Abraxas didn't mind patrolling with Saratoga. The red brindled doby was solid, an old track racer that ran with a limp from beatings he endured. But he was smart. Shove his nose in shit once, and he got the message. The Gozen.com warehouse floor was so big it felt like outdoors. Too big to fail, to quote the economist of the day. It was slightly larger than 15 football fields, and the two sentries had covered the grounds three times on this night watch. This included swimming across the flooded basement twice. They were both tired, wet, and hungry. Saratoga's stomach growled and he growled back. Abraxas managed a rare smile, then went stone-faced as a text scrolled over his ocular display. It still made his bad eye twitch when the hot implant buzzed. The symbols, a series of hand signals and emojis, floated through his mind. So what are you going to do then? She's out of control, bro. Saratoga raised his eyebrows, punctuating the question. About what? November? Nothing. Abraxas beamed back. I never knew you to do nothing, bro. I know you. I know you got something planned. They slowed their steps, stopped and listened. A faint whirling sound let them know it was nothing. A small drone came flying around the corner with its belly cage full and buzzing. It was probably a vibrator. Bozen.com online retail at its finest. The vibrations threw the gyroscope off balance and caused the drone to nosedive into a bin of cheap Chinese knives. No plan. She's a sad, stupid puppy. You can't plan for it or fix it. So why stress? Saratoga loved the stupid puppy analogy. His favorite top three were... Stupid puppies fall down in old wells, get stuck, and die. Stupid puppies get underfoot, stepped on, fallen on, and broken. Stupid puppies run out into the street chasing the wind, get hit by cars, and die. And that's all day. They took the elevator to the second level and stalked down a long corridor toward an open door. The scent of curry beef, scallions, cheap shampoo, and dry blood assaulted them. Candace half screamed at the sight of them. She laughed, choked on a mouthful of chow fun, and spit it out in a napkin. Saratoga's stomach cursed at her. In her blue uniform, Candace sat maxing out the cargo in cargo pants. Her hair was a half-dry wasp nest of ashen gray, pin cushions with two pencils. She smiled and half-assed saluted. Good job, fellas. Carry on. They left, double-timed it down the stairs, and shouldered through the heavy doors into the courtyard. The night stood firm, but the new day dug its nails into the sky, breaking blue skin. The old snowfall had been deflowered. 
stained to gray slush now. The two dogs trundled through the hundred-yard field toward the guard quarters. Locomotive steam trailed from their mouths. Saratoga lost sight of Abraxas in an instant with the bright of the snow. His coat was an unnatural camouflage, perfect for a winter hunt. The housing was a cinderblock igloo. The dome stood 30 feet in diameter and just as tall at its zenith. A plexiglass disc roof was the only source of light. Inside, it hosted the bare minimum, little more than 10 beds and a water cooler. Saratoga aligned his eye for the retinal scan lock. His signature verified, and a corrugated roll gate clanged as it ascended. Abraxas could smell something was wrong immediately. The taste of fear hung on the air. Greed. Too much iron. Too much blood. November was a royal bitch, descended from purebred Doberman stock. Her family actually guarded a royal palace in Dubai before the military put her out of service. She was the tallest of the Dobermans, outer space black with the muscle definition of a race stallion. Head high, looking down the barrel of her snout at Abraxas in the doorway. At her feet were six slaughtered porcelets. Porcelets were the baby pigs the guard dogs were fed for dinner. She had eaten the entrails, saving the flesh for last. The carcasses still twitched. November bit into a pudgy hind leg, lifted the piglet, and thumped it to the ground. She licked the blood from her mouth with a loud smack. What are you playing at? The rest of the team, seven adult Dobermans, huddled in a corner, ducking and cowering. On the other side of the dome, Tarzan was circling back and forth in front of a balled-up steel shape. It was Eric the assistant handler, Candace's new recruit. Eric was young with a soft, commandless voice, but he was tall and consistent. The bottom of one pant leg was dark with blood. Long gusts of breath let Abraxas know he was still alive. Tarzan was the alpha, in charge while Abraxas was away. He was supposed to simply hold shit down, dole out dinner, and above all, look out for the boy trainer. His head hung low, and his eyes darted around guiltily. It was the same look of shame he had when one of the pickers threw up from heat exhaustion, and Abraxas found Tarzan lapping it up later on patrol. Now you want to do this? Like now? After all night? Now? Saratoga advanced past, but Abraxas barked out a stand-down order. He stopped, stood his ground, and barked loudly at the female upstart. Hmm. Clever. It was Abraxas' belief that some spoiled little olive-toned prince started her off on the wrong foot by insisting on the name November. Who names a dog with the first syllable, no? November lowered her head, bared teeth, and locked her face into a rumbling scowl. We don't have to do this the hard way. You should just submit and let things happen naturally. Age gives way to youth. Today is not that day, lady. Abraxas had to make this quick. He was tired. He needed to restore order quickly to regain his status. He nodded toward Eric. This is going to fuck the whole program up. November was already stalking in from the right side, his weak eye. The program's already compromised with weak leadership, meaning yo punk ass. The buzzer sounded in all of their heads for the AM shift to begin, the last patrol before the workers arrived. Abraxas feigned exhaustion with a slumped head and a few long breaths. November advanced, circled till she had him boxed in a corner, between bedding. She charged at him, biting and snapping, rearing up and swiping with her paws. 
Abraxas backpedaled and sidestepped out of the pocket. She came in again and he swatted her head and moved to the outside. November barked loudly, feeling trapped in. Froth and saliva stringers slung about. Abraxas charged in and rammed his head into her chest. She rose up on her hinds, pawing down with glancing blows. November turned her head and bit down on the back of his neck. Abraxas felt the tear in his tough rolls of skin, knowing that's exactly what she would do. She locked her jaw down, growling, snorting, and smiled with the remainder of her teeth. Abraxas backed up, dragging her, and shook his body violently. The centrifugal movement meant to splay water out of one's coat. The motion jerked November's head with a force, wobbling her brain against the skull. She let go and stumbled dizzily. Abraxas came in fast, pinning her to the floor, biting down on the side of her neck. He latched on, salivating and grumbling in meditative victory. November was too proud to cry out or whimper. She lay there, kicking up dust with heavy breathing, swiping her paws at the air. Her eyes betrayed her silence, wide, darting wild in terror. Abraxas growled and clenched down harder. He could feel the muscle striations, the spine giving way, separating, and her pulse racing as it registered through his canines. Steady like a train, a train pulling out of the station. He would end it with a quick, merciful tear and settle it once and for all. Stupid ass puffy. A loud shot rang out, echoing under the dome. Abraxas let go and November scurried into the huddle of other dogs. Abraxas turned to see Eric on his knees with a gun cupped in his hands. With tilted head, perplexed. Why? Why me? Why not shoot November? Was the last thing he thought before a wet blanket of black smacked down over him. Abraxas was a pup again in the blackness, fuzzy albino coat, floppy ears and big limp paws. There was the sound of a furnace roaring, no a truck engine. His siblings were in here too, belting out a choir of barking, high-pitched yelps, followed by a frantic staccato whining. In the dark, in the dark where, sunlight strained through the burlap green sack. Abraxas ducked and covered up from the kicking and clawing of paws and teeth. At the bottom of the bag were plastic Jack LaLanne weights, shaped like donuts and filled with sand. Crackling country music, voices, steel guitar, and the drum roll of tires on grates. Goddamn demon dogs. Unnatural is what it is. Nasty white lab rats. Little pink noses, just nasty. Uh-uh, uh-uh, not in my house. Oh, give it a rest, Charlene. A short screech, silence, and hollow footfalls. The truck gate banged open. He sensed moisture in the air, cigar smoke, diesel burning, and chicken shit. There was a tug and a breakfast felt weightless for a few seconds, till the hard crash. Cold water and deeper darkness raced in on the pups. It was all around them now, tasting of mud, rot, and mold. Abraxas bit at the old sack, chewing and tearing wildly. He worked a small hole, scratching and biting at it. A nail caught in the loose weave in the old bag split along the seam. The water was both nothing and everything, cool now in his throat. Up above, fingers of light waved hello and twinkled. Hold your breath, Abraxas. There's daylight up there. Keep your mouth shut, boy. Be good and keep on digging. Hey, 
The Dark Liquor Experiments are the short stories of Brian Fleming. Sound designed by Earl Blaze.